everybody. You're listening to the BioHealth Podcast with Dr. John Johnson, the show that discusses holistic living for people who love a full-body approach to biological dentistry. Today, Dr. Johnson continues his discussion with Dr. Noah Christopher, Midwest BioHealth's newest associate dentist. Welcome to our podcast. I want to invite um, the listeners to join Dr. Noah Christopher and myself in uh, some just some general questions about holistic biological dentistry. So uh, Noah, tell us uh, again what your question is for today. All right, thanks again. So, and thanks for joining us. So our question for today is, do we have any sort of special precautions that we're taking for patients with chemical sensitivity beyond our, our regular patients population or is the office already set up to treat them is part one of the question. And part two is what special considerations uh, would our multiple chemical sensitivity or environmental allergy um, sensitivity patients be looking for, such as would that include BPA fillings, fragrance-free environments, and that sort of thing? Yeah, well, that's a great, those are great questions. So I'll start with the, uh, the, the, the chemical sensitive patient. So we do some um, uh, chemically, I guess I say, we do some blood tests for patients that can help guide us away from dental materials that they would be chemically sensitive to. So we have a fair number of chemically sensitive patients um, and we try to work real hard to uh, select products that won't upset their systems. So there's a, a blood test that's been around that we've used for many, many years that has guided us into certain dental materials as being good for the majority of our, of our patients. And so that's what we use and we have in stock and we use day in and day out. But for our patients who want to be a little more suspect about, well, is this these materials correct for me? We can draw some blood or I, or I guess I should say, write a prescription, have the blood drawn and you go to the and you go to the lab, get the blood drawn and we send it to a laboratory that will analyze all the different components that are in dental materials. And they give us a very long list of what ceramics are safe, what fillings are safe, what denture materials are safe, and what partial denture materials are safe and we can put together a very good treatment plan and and steer towards materials that are better for this patient and stay away from the materials that the patient may be sensitive to. So that's a blood compatibility test. I also have some of my chemically sensitive patients will have relationships with, with, healthcare, with healthcare providers that do muscle testing or applied kinesiology, or they work with therapists that have these computer systems that do I'm going to use the general term electroacupuncture according to Vol. Um, there's multiple computers that are offshoots of that principle. Um, but in any case, these therapists are using other techniques to help with determining sensitivities to different dental materials. So we also sometimes will give samples of these materials that we're wanting to use on the patient, give samples to the patient. They can take it to these healthcare providers 
and these healthcare providers can do their testing through the applied kinesiology or through or through the electroacupuncture according to Vol and uh, and give us a, a yay or a nay on on the material that we might want to use. So I sometimes will have a patient do both those types of tests to just really try and narrow down what's going to be safe for them. We do have the problem though of of where you test and this doesn't hardly ever happen, but I, I think it's a, something to be aware of is you may test okay for a product because you've never been exposed to it. And then we put it in you, or we could apply this to maybe a food that you've never eaten. You've never eaten a certain food, and then you eat it for the first time in your life. You're not sensitive to it before you ate it, but then you ate it, and now you're, for whatever reason, develop a sensitivity to it. So there is the slight chance out there that we might select a dental material that has passed all of our tests, and then your immune system decides to become sensitive to it. Um, that's something I have to you know, explain to my chemically sensitive patients that in their particular health journey, that they may just be more susceptible to these sensitivities than some other people. Um, also, there's probably a lot of folks who have more sensitivities than they're aware of. They just put up with their sensitivities and just check it up, check, um, check it off to being, well, my grandfather had these allergies, so I've got these allergies, and it's just a family history, not realizing that there's some, some other food combining they're doing or other environmental considerations that they're exposed to that are making them be chemically sensitive. Um, you know, they live in a, a home that maybe has mold in it. Well, the mold is there with them all the time, but that mold then also makes them sensitive to their oatmeal. And maybe they wouldn't be sensitive to the oatmeal if they weren't living in the home with the mold or vice versa. Maybe they're sensitive to oatmeal and um, and they're and they're having trouble with the mold that they're exposed to in their home. Um, if they weren't eating the oatmeal, maybe they wouldn't be so sensitive to the mold. Um, so there's a lot of layers to some of this sensitivity stuff. So um, I don't, as a dentist, don't have all of the answers. I try to help my patients where we where we can and and be sensitive to my chemically sensitive patient and their needs, try to work with them to figure that out. Um, but in some cases, you know, maybe we got to go deeper and and work with other therapists that can coach the patients through, you know, what foods may be exacerbating their sensitivity, what environmental components may be exacerbating their sensitivities, and, uh, and try to work through that process, which can be long and, and laborious. Um, then what was your second, there was sort of a second and third part to your question there, Noah. Well, I, that was a very comprehensive answer that you gave. And I, I think that you actually um, addressed most of the second part. Um, I did, however, still have um, a little bit of the question that was set at in terms of our office specifically. Um, is there there's sometimes an issue with, with patients when they might, that are chemically sensitive that come into contact with uh, fragrances or different smells that really set off their condition. Yeah, um, that's a, that's a good point. And, 
and we we are a fragrance-free office, so we're sensitive to that issue. My staff do not wear fragrances, um, and so we we're conscious of that. Um, you know, I don't we're we're not spraying stuff around the office to try and you know and give the office a oh a peach smell or a you know that type of thing. Um, so we're aware of that, and uh, and so we're we're just you know conscious of that fragrance fragrance issue. Um, we've also you know have used materials in building this office, and these and again this is, this office is now 15 years old. So you know when we first built it, you know there was some um, new carpet type things that were there. But you know this office is now mature, and I and I have chemically sensitive patients that do come here, and they don't report, you know, coming in here and going, "Oh man, I can't be in here. This is there's a burden here." So I think we we work at that. Um, also, you know, we a lot of times will end our our dental appointments with a nice hot towel that has lavender in it. Okay. So there is a little lavender scent in that. Um, but before we break that out and, and offer a patient that we will ask the patient, are you sensitive to lavender? We have this nice towel to end your appointment and clean up your face and, and put a nice positive experience to the end of the dental appointment. And, uh, and so we always ask before we break those things out. Okay. Um, and we have, you know, a few patients that'll say, no, I'm good. I don't need, I, I don't want the lavender thing. Um, but most of our patients are like, oh, that's wonderful. I like lavender or and lavender is a, an essential oil type thing that is quite soothing to many people, but it's not something we're going to force on a patient, which is something we would ask the question before giving it to them. Excellent. Thank you. I think that really addressed all of the questions. Um, that I was looking into on that. Thank you. Well, very good. Well, thank you folks for joining us today. And we look forward to you joining us on a future podcast. This has been the BioHealth Podcast with Dr. John Johnson of Midwest BioHealth. You can listen to more of Dr. Johnson's recordings by visiting us online at www.midwestbiohealth.com. Thanks for listening, and we will see you on the next episode.